I'm Jimmy Santos, owner operator of Auto Sparkle Detailing in the North Metro Atlanta area. Um, hanging out today with uh, Mr. Nathan Alhades, if I pronounced that correct. And if I didn't, he will tell you who he is. But I, I run an op personalized auto detailing business. And for years, I've had my own little niche of customers that I've kind of I would say carved out through just the services that I offer. And with auto detailing, you know that there are so many different areas that you can come in at in terms of servicing customers, uh, whether it's basic hand wash, mobile services, automatic car washes, all the way up to paint correction, high-end museum collectors, you name it, classic cars. There is a level of service that you can come in at. And it just so happened to find that being my own boss, spending my own time on the vehicle one-on-one -on -one was where I found to be the best for me at this time. I've learned to use online marketing to drive traffic and, and Nathan is probably well-versed within the online marketing area compared to me. I've done a lot of reading and learning and implementing of things learned. And at the end of the day, if there's anything that you take away from what we're talking about, is action is key and then testing so it doesn't matter where you start you don't have to have some big fancy mark does help but the main thing as with anything you do in life is just taking action so as a as a we're always testing uh systems procedures products sort of the same thing that you're going to find yourself doing within the uh the marketing world as well and uh um, I guess that's pretty much it for me. I mean, it's been, I, I'd say I've been detailing since 99 and uh, up to now. And I've done everything from self-service car wash all the way up. I worked at a self-service car wash, the dealership. I've done consumer straight retail and uh, dealership again. I, I carry a good bit of experience working solo and with teams. I have a corporate retail background, coaching and training and development. And um, we're here with Nathan because we both kind of connected through uh, the, the detailing industry. And that's what's so beautiful about this. So we're just trying to uh, get out here and discuss the state of the market and the industry as a whole. Let's do it. So my name is Nathan Alhades. Uh, I own Texas Shine Detailing in Austin. This has been something that I've done for many, many years. Uh, I think just like Jimmy here introduced himself, I've been detailing since 2003. So uh, I've seen a lot of changes happening over the last 16 years in the market of, uh, you know, face-to-face -face marketing, door-to-door -door marketing, and then slowly progressing more into email and internet marketing to where we are today, which is if you don't have a social media account, uh, you feel like you're being left out. So what I bring is my knowledge of mobile car detailing from, I'd say about 2003 to 2007. And then I took over a shop from 2007 until now and I, and I have like a com combination of mobile and uh, fixed location service now based out of two different locations that we've created partnerships with in the city. Um, this allows me the flexibility to kind of have my own hours and not have to be constricted to 
the status quo of nine to five or a detailer working five or six, five or six days a week as a full time. Um, I still consider myself a full time business owner. I just focus a lot more of my attention towards uh, growing my marketing abilities and not as much of scaling my business up to be cleaning more cars. Um, some of it could be working smarter instead of harder. Uh, that's always been in the back of my mind as a detailer. We're always trying to work uh, smarter uh, with our business as far as how we do things procedurally. And then we really kind of leave it to fate how we work our marketing side of things. So uh, it really struck me maybe four or five years ago that there was a big gap in the uh, knowledge of business ownership, car detailing, and then how to market your car detailing business. So um, hopefully Jimmy and I can bring some uh, light to some of the things that we've discovered work well for us in digital marketing, um, how we've managed to run our business as sole operators with maybe one, uh, sometimes two additional contractors helping us uh, from now and now and again, uh, pain protection, film jobs, tent stuff, you know, really focusing more on our personal journey uh, and utilizing the resources that we have around us through uh, other vendors and leveraging our resources that way instead of trying to be the one-stop shop because it takes a lot of work and if you're in this game for the long haul you have to be in it for the long game of your body and your mind as well so uh, I feel like I'm kind of taking a, a step back at trying to scale and grow my business with volume of cars and I'm trying to scale and grow my business with uh, knowledge and how I can help people uh, introduce digital marketing a little bit more uh, tailored to your customer base rather than just throwing money at the wall and seeing what sticks and, and sifting through the, through the leads after that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll pass it back over to Jimmy here. Uh, we've got quite a few things we can talk about. We're going to try and keep this to about, uh, maybe 20 or 25 minutes. So, um, just dive in. Uh, one of the things that I want to make sure as you're listening to this, whatever platform you're on and where you're listening to this is that wherever there is a contact form, a direct message, private message, please do not hesitate to send in any questions or concerns or leave them down in the comment section of, of whatever thread that you're, you're, you're watching or listening this to on. If you have that capability, you're more than welcome to reach out to info at autosparkledetailing.com. Nathan will also have, we'll have a, a contact in the description of whatever platform. That's the beauty about what we're doing here is that we can put this content anywhere online. And it's the same thing as how you're to continue to develop your business and gain exposure online while at the same time gaining exposure offline. I think that in this world, depending on where you're at and the type of business you have, you may have to combine the two to really kind of get your business to where you want it to be. You might want to be personalized. You might want to be small. You may want to scale and grow. It just really depends. So again, our contact information will be available 
Um, Nathan, if you want to quickly leave your or give your email address, I guess that would be kind of cool to have it regardless in the audio. Sure. Mine's easy. Uh, it's Nathan at TexasShine.com. Nathan, as you know, there's different markets throughout the United States, throughout the world. Right off the bat, what do you think as a new detailer, someone coming into the market, and maybe even an existing established business, what is something that they need to know or someone needs to know about making sure that they are set up digitally to take on new customers? What's something that, that sticks out to you right now, top of the mind, that is important when it comes to starting your digital online marketing in your niche? Um, I mean, if you're talking brand brand new, like fresh out of the gate detailer, is that is that the is that who we were kind of let's talking about? Let's go with that. Yeah, let's that. Let's go with that. Um, that that would require me to dig back a little bit. So let's see. I would say first and foremost, digitally, what a new detailer needs to do is um, establish a website. I know it sounds backwards with Facebook and all the other places that you can kind of start your business, but building credibility starts with building a website. It still is the same as it's been since websites have been around. Uh, talking about you know having people reach out to you through a contact form, it the bit the website doesn't even have to be fancy. You just need to find something that is uh, capable of allowing you to funnel traffic and leads somewhere where you can get your message out and you can start that conversation with uh, whatever market that it is you're, you're trying to capture, whatever niche that is that you're trying to capture. Um, let's get up here. We're still going to get, we're going to get this right. Yeah. Um, Digitally, though, like I, I still hesitate to start right there because there's a lot of things that kind of go into the mindset of starting your business before you say, well, what do I need to put out there digitally? Um, because at the end of the day, no matter what, if you're in a detailing business, your interaction and the exchange of money is going to be pretty face-to-face -face. so it's really important to begin your journey by getting confident and gaining um basically getting practice talking to people and understanding what their goals are when they're searching for auto detailing and then how you uh -huh. can start to kind of create an idea or a message to, to deliver back to them. Um, when you start building a website and you don't have any of the basics understood, what you're probably going to end up doing is looking at somebody else's website, copying a lot of the stuff they have, and then all of a sudden wow. you've spent literally a week into your website writing menus and per product service lists and all that stuff that is really just going to wow. continue to evolve after time of you being in the business. So from just starting out, 
maybe I'll take back what I said earlier. Maybe starting a Facebook page is this the most simple way to to get your confidence that you are a real business. But once you start actually doing the work, you're gonna see that in the in the beginning, about ninety percent of your time and effort is gonna be spent actually cleaning and figuring out how to clean cars. Um, that I, leads a very I agree. small portion of it to marketing, but that is still, uh, it's still in, in the works. You're still trying to figure out who you want to target, what type of detailing services that you really want to offer for, let's say one full year so that you can get an idea of how much money you can make on that type of service with uh, an extended season and you know a full year of 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 business and i i wholeheartedly agree i i think that in today's day and age having control of your content is going to be important but we don't we don't want people to slow down we want people to speed up so in an effort to get yourself out there and gain exposure and start to create some some income using the free resources get going with those free social media outlets and then as you're building your budget your income you can go ahead and get that website up now there are plenty of free website builders but there's technical aspects to it that I understand in terms of how you build out your site to rank there's a lot of people that focus on SEO there's people that focus on content marketing video marketing uh, reputation marketing, pay-per-click. I mean, it goes on and on. So at the end of the day, take that equation out and you're building your skills. So if you're new and that's because that's what we're talking about, you're brand new, you're getting started. You want to be able to really start getting that hands-on experience. Now, a lot of guys, when they get started, their confidence level isn't as high. So Nathan, what would you say to that brand new detailer that needs to build their skills to get their confidence because you can't take on jobs that you you shouldn't you shouldn't I believe and I apologize let me get this light straight and I apologize it went dark there because I had a light so this is gonna kind of <laughs> be messed up I apologize but the confidence aspect right what do you think about detailers taking on certain jobs I mean because you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to raise up the level of quality within this industry. So we don't we don't want a wild, wild west approach to how we're getting to vehicles. Um, I, a lot of things I learned through experience on the job. Uh, there was some training that I went and 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 got, but I would say a lot of that. Oh man, I mean, I know guys at thousands of dollars to get training, and I'm just as good as them um, with with my experience. So what, what do you think about gaining that confidence uh, through training or well, through experience? How, you kind of, you kind of uh, mix two questions together. So I'm going to separate the questions. Uh, the first question was what's a good way to gain confidence in the beginning uh, of your detailing business without, um, without going outside of your, comfort zone and your ability to perform the task that someone has maybe said they want or that you have sold perhaps that you weren't quite sure how to do. Um, my, my suggestion in this 
kind of answer to this question is to build one service that you can do very, very well in the beginning and only offer that service. I'm gonna look at the camera. When you look at the camera, people listen to you more. So what we wanna do is build one service that really helps you establish the fundamentals of car detailing and allows you to establish the fundamentals of the ever so important cash flow. The biggest thing that held me back as a young detailer was uh, cash flow. <laughs> really not knowing how to manage my money, but it was the violent swings of, of deposits that I would make because I would be trying to do full details and I would do you know, this many full details and it would be great and then I would have nothing for a few days and I wouldn't know how to manage that, that income. So if I were to change what I did back then or offer that advice, it would be to create one basic, very thorough maintenance detailing service where your main objective is not to find the dirtiest car and charge the most money for. Your job is to find the people that have already experienced something similar to a professional detail and their car is in pretty good shape and they want to spend around 150 to 200 bucks. Okay. Because there's a sweet spot and pricing plays a huge part into our industry, but there's a sweet spot where a consumer will pay for a premium car detailing service where it may not be a full detail, but it's going to be more thorough than any detail they've ever gotten because they went probably to a car wash with a detail shop. Um, through some research that I've done in the last year and a half, about 50% of drivers, at least in, in my market in Texas, have never hired a professional detailer. And they're all looking for a regular detailing service starting at 200 bucks. So that would tell me that if I were a new detailer, it would be really beneficial to start my services at a position where I can guarantee consistency in my product. That would be the service you offer and consistency in my income. That would be the price at which you charge for your service. So that way I would be looking at a month and I look up and see my calendar. I would look at a month and see five, 10, 15, 20, working days, that's Monday through Friday, and let's say we do one maintenance detail per day at 200 bucks or $150, one, two, three, four, five. That's $750, okay? So when you start to calculate your money and you spread it out, kind of like cost balance averaging, which is a word that I'm not gonna introduce, but I'm gonna use, uh, you can see that even if you do a $500 detail on Monday and you suck at it and you don't want to do anything on Tuesday, you're going to make the same amount of money as if you just do four or five maintenance details, which consist of deep cleaning the wheels and the wheel wells, debugging the front of the car, hand washing the car, spraying some, some sort of silica detailing spray on afterwards, probably using hydro two on the wheels or some sort of spray rinse off sealant, dressing the tires, doing an air purge on the interior, doing a light dusting and vacuum on the plastic surfaces, and then doing a deep vacuum on the carpets and underneath the floor mats, doing a full inspection, cleaning the interior and exterior glass with rhythm and with good 
process, you can usually do that in like two to two and a half hours, maybe three, if you want to give that extra like mile of, of care, which you always want to give and above and beyond. So when you start looking at a new detailing business and say, man, what can I offer to really start making money right now? It would be the most basic yet very thorough maintenance detailing service that sets you into the professional detailer realm that doesn't force you to do detailing things that are beyond your ability, like cleaning gummy bears out of carpet or restoring a black finish. You know, you want to start basic stuff, clay bar, paint sealing. Then as you start gaining confidence and your marketing to those customers, because that's step five of my five pillars of client interaction and relationships, you got to follow up. So what happens if you're following up with a bunch of full detail, three, four, $500 detail jobs, the chances of them wanting to spin that again with you right away is pretty slim. However, if you have a list of people that you've charged $150 to do a maintenance detail on, you're getting a list that you can maybe follow up with 20 to 30 people over, let's say a three month period. Um, you're going to have a more likelihood of selling an add-on service or booking a second appointment. And then those are the people that are going to say, can you polish my car? Yes, you can. Because in business it costs, there's in, in industries it's different, but it costs X amount of dollars to acquire a new customer. But once you have that new customer, there's, there's ways to make, more money in business. You sell something else to them. You sell it to them more frequently or you raise your prices. So now you have this customer that you've established the trust. You've not oversold them in the beginning. You're following up with them and you're now giving the space to offer additional services that you as a new detailer are trying to learn. Okay. So let's offer them a leather cleaning and conditioning service can get you a 60 bucks maybe a hundred dollars if the seats are really, really disgusting. Um, people want their leather clean. Honestly, with the new cars these days, people are more likely to need their leather clean than they are to need their carpets shampooed, unless you're dealing with the lower, lower tier of people seeking professional detailing who need deep carpet cleaning, which again, I'm, I'm telling you to try and avoid. So uh, I'm going to kind of taper it off there. I think that's a, a, a long winded answer, but it also takes away the need really to go to that advanced training right in the beginning, because you're not going to learn anything more at that training than you are in real life, unless it's maybe like a three day, $300 intensive, which I went to in August of 2005. I went to right look training in California. That was 14 years ago. So, and I took one notebook and there was 30 people there and nobody else was writing anything down. So I took that training. I still have the notebook. It's, it's literally right over there in my shelf. And I flipped through it because it really, it reminds me of the basics and the basics are all detailing is maintenance. Detailing is where you're going to make the most money. It's the most boring, mm -hmm. but it's the best consistency of cash flow. Uh, then you start getting into your upper tier 
polishing and deeper interior cleaning services. And then you start getting into the, the up level services with your polish when your paint correction jobs, and then you introduce ceramic coatings. And then, you know, so as you get better, you start offering more things, but as you scale, you're not scaling too fast to where you're going to lose confidence that you can't do something because one car in a week that eats your lunch in time will throw you off for the rest of the week. There's no sense in wasting the time. Just zone in on that one type of job. It's going to be the hardest thing to do because we're all all over the place. But if you like go like this and you're like, I just want to detail cars and make 150 bucks for like three months, you'll have a lot of confidence of how to get the basic car clean. And then you can move into the prep and polishing services a lot easier. Uh, I hope, I hope that whoever is listening to this goes back and actually hits rewind and goes back and listens to this a couple of times and writes down, write down notes. Listen, there's a ton of videos, a ton of content, a ton of information that's out there. But just like Nathan, just his last comment, if you don't hone in and put your horse blinders on and really focus on what you could be great at and building the skills in one or two areas initially, and then building from there, you create a bridge to the next opportunity. And I think that's huge. So go back and listen to this and really just focus on, on, on what we're saying because at the end of the day it uh, again there's some things that Nathan mentioned that I've seen established businesses don't even have in order so you could have a great business for 15 years and then you miss the boat on certain aspects of building your skills or marketing whatever it is understanding chemicals because even chemicals have changed as it relates to uh, how you can get the most out of your, your detail so you know I, I really just, I really, I don't mean to chew our horn, you know, but there's a lot of people pushing flashy aspects of detailing. But when you look at the online world and you look at what you see, it isn't always what it is, guys. And I, I really want to make sure that if you're a newbie or if you're an experienced detailer, hitting the reset button and going back to what he said, the foundation and, 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 and what he said about taking notes while everyone else is not taking notes, it's the 5% you do more than the next guy, the 5%, just that little bit extra that separates you from the rest of the market and the rest of the, the, the people out here talking. With that said, Nathan, the, uh, when talking to a customer, how do you go about setting the expectation for the customer? Well. Um Let's transition. You sh you, we we just we just shared a big old chunk of of uh, of information and and good stuff. Um, while setting the expectation is important, I also think that going and and summarizing what was said in a way that is succinct is a good idea. Um, good. So let's let's do it. So new detailer focusing in on something so that you can become very very good at the fundamentals and you can go on up from there um, the longer you spend learning how to do the things that matter the most the better off you're gonna be and the better you're going to be at learning the things that are more complicated and more complex so in our world and detailing something that has always 
gained me wows and tips and repeat business are wheel wells and wheel insides, the barrels, as clean as they can be every time, unless it's like literally like a $50 car wash. So taking something like that and understanding it from that element, get the wheels as clean as possible so that once you're moving on past the basics and you're going into the detailing stuff, your wheels are going to be fucking clean. <laughs> your wheels are going to be clean because if you start focusing on how to clay bar a car better and now the paint's perfect and the wheels still look bad when you go to charge 500 bucks, it doesn't matter if the paint is perfect. The wheels still look like crap. So that's what I'm talking about focusing in. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to close it with an example of how I've pressed the reset button. Even after doing this for 15 years, being all over the board, missing some of those opportunities that Jimmy was talking about. My reset button is an established partnership with a company that allows me to offer a maintenance detailing service for 150 bucks. And because of my distance from the owner of the car, the, um, for the last, let's say six or 12 months, as we've kind of get, gotten the, the, the business established, there hasn't been an opportunity to create the upsell or the add-ons. They are available, but the sale hasn't been, been made yet. So what it's allowed me to do over the last year is reconnect with the wash process reconnect with the wheel cleaning, reconnect with the things that make a $150 maintenance detail look awesome and get my time down so that I can make $150 in an hour and a half. And if I can do that, then I can start to add services on to increase the value of that detailing um, job or, or, you know, in the, in, in the future visits. So that's, that's how I would summarize making sure that you're focusing in on something that is easy enough to do every day, repeatedly get consistent results and get really good at one or two aspects of it. Make sure you, you nail window cleaning and make sure you nail wheel cleaning. Those two things will and door jams <laughs> getting lazy. People think detailers get lazy when they miss door jams and wheel wells and glass. Those are sometimes the hardest things to clean. So just get really good at them and all the other stuff that we do will be good enough for right now. So setting the goals and expectations, as Jimmy said, kind of moving into the next question is about bringing them on and understanding where they are in their process of, of hiring a pro. So the first thing I ask them is, have you ever hired a professional detailer? I ask them that because it's the easiest question that they can answer. It's a good, uh, what we call a grease the wheels question. So you kind of catch them off guard. It's like asking someone if they're a man or a woman, unless they are both, then they'll say both. But for the most part, they're probably going to say male or female. So when you ask someone if they've hired a pro, it's like, Hey, have you ever hired a professional detailer? Well, I went to a car wash. So no, you've never hired a professional. There we have the brand spanking new customer who is ready and eager to learn more about what spending more money on a car detailing service really means. So you ask if they've hired a pro and then you understand from also by asking them, okay, well, 
what kind of car do you have? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's important. So we have to know the, the car color. We have to know the size of it. And then we ask them the condition of their car. So once they start describing the condition of their car, you know, it's difficult as a new detailer to do this over the phone, but you basically you're trying to establish a, a rapport with them. You're trying to learn more about them and their car, not in a way to, to know what service to sell them, but just to get them to open up because the next question is going to be, well, why did you call us? What is your goal? Like, so you have this car, we charge anywhere from one to $500 to detail your car. What, why are you calling us? What do you need done? What are your expectations? And at that point, they're going to probably say something like, well, I have this spot on my paint or I've had this problem where I just can't X, Y, Z or um, the last time I got my car taken through the car wash, they scratched the paint, you know, things like that. So you start to understand and hone in on what they're really trying to fix and then that is how you start to understand and develop your additional services and your add-ons because what you're also doing is giving people a, a personal experience. And this is the part of taking things offline that I think a lot of newer business owners don't just have to be in detailing forget that before the internet, before the cell phone, you had to pick up a phone and call someone or you had to knock on their door or you had to go up and talk to them at the gas station or you had to reach out and shake their hand and you had established a conversation and a rapport just like you would with a doctor over a period of years or your, your barber or something. So people like that. And when you start to develop that, that's where you start to see your, your relationships build and you start to understand who you want to be working with instead of trying to figure out who out there has the money that you can earn. Because I promise the money is always going to feel and taste better when it is coming from people that you like and appreciate and who you know appreciate your time, respect you as a human and respect yeah. you as a business owner and don't just think of you as a rag zombie. Because the people out there that treat us like crap are the people that we cut loose so quickly or they're the people that inexperienced detailers will try and grow their business and literally become miserable because they're impossible clients. So it's really important to give them that, that, that space in the beginning of the relationship to let them talk about their goals, compliment them on their new car, ask them what got them into that car, ask them, you know, why do you want to, you know, why, why can't you just do this yourself? I mean, I can tell you how to do it, your, do it yourself, right. but in the end people want to make a relationship and they want to feel heard and they want to feel like when they spend their money, it's going to be with somebody who genuinely, who genuinely wants to help them. And that's it. That's customer service 101. It goes back to Nordstrom's when it was raining and an employee from Nordstrom's offered a seat to a woman who was standing outside of Nordstrom's because she didn't have an umbrella offered her to come inside out of the rain. You know who it was? Andrew Carnegie's mother. So that kind of thing and knowing that she'll, she wasn't there to buy anything. She just needed to, she just needed help at the moment. The time that you spend with people will turn into business. 
the time that you spend with people trying to take their money will turn into another customer that you're never going to see. So that's the whole customer goal and expectation thing. When you bring a new client on, you got to bring them on for life unless you're prerogative, which means unless your goal or your, 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 your reasoning is to just make as much money as possible and to burn the bridges. Well then go get the money. But I'm telling you a 15 year relationship with somebody is much more fulfilling when you have 150 of those relationships than 150,000 people that you've dealt with that you don't have anything in common or don't give a shit about. Them. So that's where detailing is. That's a bit huge. Different. Yeah. That's where detailing is a bit different when we get to the relationship part of things, just like, Back in the day when our grandparents had an old car, they had an old friend who was a mechanic and they took their car to that mechanic because they trusted him because cars are personal because they cost a lot of money. They still cost a lot of money and they take time and care and love to keep in good shape. And so when you come back as that person to be that provider to a car owner or a driver and you shake them out of their reality of what we are in today of like, go, go, go. And you slow them down and you start talking to them. You can kind of bring them back into that yes. world of a, a personal relationship. And that is going to bring you more, um, happiness, happiness in your business as you're building these relationships, than just trying to go for the maximum value sale. Listen to all that gold, man. Let, listen, man, Nathan, I, I think that's awesome, man. You dropped a lot of I mean, wisdom and knowledge around the aspect of building relationship and creating long-term relationships. And that is the difference. This message really is for that individual right there. We're not speaking to everybody. I don't, Nathan and I, at least I know I don't, I don't expect to be everything for everybody in, in my business. And I think that's where you can get lost and start to water things down. But if you focus on building that relationship with that customer from the very beginning by providing value to them and letting them speak more, giving you information and you being a great listener and then reflecting back what you, you hear from them without having an agenda and you're, you're meeting their needs. You're basically meeting the customer in their mind and when you meet the customer in their mind, the relationship is more fluid. The process, the transaction, the upsell, if that's the case, everything is more fluid, easier. And uh, that's, that's, that's really awesome feedback, man. I, you, summarized it, you summarized it perfectly. And you said the last step in the first pillar. Summarize what you know about them and what they've shared with you up to that point. And then that's where you start to build your service. That's where you start to quote them. So that's, that's the pillar number two is quote the service. And that's where I've created a, a roadmap for detailers to follow, to help them understand how that process goes so that they can be consistent in their onboarding with their clients so that they can do the things that get them the business. And as then those processes and procedures are ingrained, you can then build on top of that. So the, the new client, you know, you bring them on, then you quote their service. You got to close the sale while you're quoting the service. And then when you take their car in, that's when the work happens. 
once you have their car, I mean, they're committed. You're, you can't drop the ball at this point. If you drop the ball, you're going to ruin your business. Okay. And what that means is if you drop the ball and you ruin your business, that means if you have to call someone and cancel tomorrow's job because you can't finish today's job in enough time, you need to do that because you need to save face before you save uh, a, a new customer relationship because both of those people are going to appreciate not only your honesty, but the fact that you need more time. Okay. If you need more time to finish something, tell them that. Tell the person that you got to reschedule that you need more time. Hey, I got to reschedule you. I'm finishing another car. I'm going to need more time because once you're there, you got to, you got to put in your, your 110% and then you got to deliver on what you promised. That means at the end of the job, when you're doing the walk around with them, you're pointing out the one thing that you went above and beyond and you pointed out the one thing that they wanted you to really focus on. All it is from there is the follow up, you know? You follow up promptly and then you reschedule them. That's the process. And every time you bring on a new customer, that's the beginning of it. And then it repeats the four steps over again. You bring on a new client, you quote the service, you take in their car, you deliver on what you promised, and then you follow up with them. And then you repeat the cycle with either a new customer or with that repeat customer and quoting their new service. My saying is your detail is not done until you come back. And that means sometimes they come back on their own. That means sometimes they come back when I send them an email and market to them. That means they come back the next week. So whatever it is, my goal is to bring them back. That means I have to do everything in my power to set them back into the, the wild, as we call cars that we see out on the street that we clean. It's like set their car back into the wild and just know that the work that you did exceeded your own expectations. And the only thing you have to do now is market to them to get them to come back and spend more money with you. So that's what I think the, the beginning of this is about. Uh, we covered the new client onboarding and I think that that's a good place to stop. We, we covered as a, a new business owner, a great first service and kind of a mindset of, of what to offer. Mm -hmm. And if you can create that consistency for a year, and of course there's going to be jobs that slip through and you're going to want to do extra here and there. But for, let's say, eight out of 10 jobs, you do the same style service, you're going to get really good and you're also going to start earning some actual money. So um, do you have anything you want to wind up with, Jimmy? No, at the end of the day, really, I, I think you shared a lot of really practical things that uh, a, a business owner in any niche need to consider as it relates to building relationship with customers, True. setting the expectation. So I think that this is great. But specifically, as we're talking to you guys and you're listening to this information, really take the time to uh, write down some notes, some ideas, some thoughts. And uh, if you have any questions, again, make sure that you leave them in the appropriate um, uh, messaging system that, that we have available to you on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Because, again, it is the action that you take to better yourself as an individual. And between Nathan and myself, what we want to do is to just create just a more, a better, higher level quality, best quality experience for the customer. We want to raise this industry up to the point where customers are willing to pull 150, 200, 300, $500 plus out of their pocket. Keep in mind, 
A lot of these customers, a lot of these younger customers are growing, they're having families, they're getting nicer cars, and even older customers, it doesn't matter. They're passing those cars down to their kids. It's, the list goes on and on with what's capable and what's being done. So just write down some notes, ask questions here, and get involved and take action. That's all you could do. Uh, I, I've been the type of person that I've just learned to get comfortable getting uncomfortable, and I've learned to have conversations that I may not be comfortable having, but I have them because I know that the next conversation is going to be better. So taking those phone calls, if you've got to do cold calling because you're just starting out and you've got to take care of your family, you may have to call businesses because yeah. maybe you're running a mobile rig. You may have to call real estate agents. You may have to call dealerships and handle their overflow. You cannot be afraid and you cannot wait for your phone to ring. This is a make it or break it. When you're out here and you're a detailer, it's you. The lifeblood of what you're doing is, is you, you taking action. So whether you have a family or you don't, remember what you do and the action you take is going to determine the results that you're going to get. So, I mean, that's all I want to say to wrap things up just to get people. I love it. It's great. Um, on the next, uh, on the next episode, I think, uh, we'll cover a, a common question that I've seen come across pretty much at the top of the list on both the consumer side of auto detailing and paint protection, there's a difference, and the detailer side. And that question is pricing. Hmm. For the consumer, it's how much does it cost? And for the detailer, it's how much do I charge? Good stuff, good stuff. How long is a piece of string? <laughs> Well, there's so many variables, but I promise that next episode, when we go over the pricing structures, that you'll gain a lot more clarity on how to price your services so that you're profitable, even if you're just starting out, or if you already have established services and you just need to re, dis, re or you just need to determine the, the baseline at how you're pricing things. So uh, leave your comments, like Jimmy said. Um, yep. and we'll, uh, we'll take any extra questions, but next, next episode will definitely be about pricing and how we can, uh, take what we've learned about that introductory service and build it into your foundation of your business. All right, guys, peace out. Take it easy. Kick butt, make it happen. All right, my man.